0: Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. This is a brand new Zimmerman Podcast miniseries, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. In the next few weeks leading up to the release of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, we'll be taking a look under the cover as I share insider information about the story and process behind my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, which releases April 7th, 2020. I'm sitting down with Rachel, who will be interviewing me about the deeply personal and never before shared details of my journey through living and writing Sleeping with a Stranger. So let's do this. Let's go under the cover. Okay. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Jess. How
1: you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I want to get to that story we promised. To set the scene, um, last week you talked to us about sort of when you knew that you would write a book. And today we're going to talk about the actual day that you realized this is happening like now. It's time to go. It's time to write the book. So be as specific as possible. Share all the details of the day that you found out that it was time to start writing the book.
0: Yes. Okay. So we had just finished launching Business Behind the Blooms. So it was like we had just gone through a whole week of that. I had been feeling really strongly. like I guess a couple weeks had gone by since I knew the ending of the book. And I just kept having this very strong urge like this voice inside of me saying, it's time, like it's time to write it. And I kept trying to quiet and quiet it a little bit because I knew I had other things that I had to get done. And I thought, I'm just going to have to carve out time for that the following year. And and
1: also, you had also just gotten back from New York where you like almost
0: died. (laughs) like You were
1: so sick.
0: That's true. Oh my gosh. Okay, good. I'm so glad we're recording this because I'd forgotten about that. So I usually go somewhere by myself, like a little trip by myself for a few days after the business behind the blooms launch. Cause it's just big, like it's a big deal. It's a lot of work um, for my team, but also for me, like my team does so much work leading up to it. And then I kind of am like all in the week of, because it's the sales and that's my department. And so it's a lot of just like lives and um, webinar teaching. And so you just I just give a lot of energy out that week. And so I had arranged like six months earlier that I would go to New York the week after the launch. And I went and I had all these things planned and it was amazing. And I w- was so excited because New York is my favorite city. I'm going to live there one day. and it basically uh it chewed me up and spit me out like i got so sick to the point where the cleaning lady came and found me in the bathroom had to call like the hotel house doctor to come and give me an iv so that i could have enough energy to fly home like it was miserable i've never been so sick before and i
1: also i just want to say one thing that Brian kind of had to like take care of you because you were so sick, which I kind of love that that is a big through line through the book is that you kind of power ahead and take charge of things. And it's hard for you to give up control sometimes. And so I love that before you're realizing that you're actually going to tell that story of, you know, it's hard to give up control, You are literally brought to your knees Mm -hmm.
0: and you have to have someone
1: else take care of you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had really gotten to a place where I'd almost hardened um, kind of before the healing happened where like, don't open the door for me. I I don't need your help. Don't carry that for me. I don't need your help. Like I've got this. I can do it on my own. I've been doing it on my own, you know, just real. Hardened, and so I had, I'd, I'd taken yeah. a lot. I, I just was used to being in control, and things happen because I made them happen and, you know, just kind of that attitude. And um, I think
1: we can all, anyone in a relationship, I think can relate to that. Like I anger, do the dishes. I'm like, I'm not going to let you do, I'm going to do the dishes and like, look how clean this kitchen is, yeah. which, you know, might invite more conflict because then there's a clean kitchen. But I think we all have this thing where it's like, if you're not going to help me,
0: I'm just going to do it all myself. So right. I totally get that. Right. Right. So I was, I was just completely brought to my knees at, while I was in New York and here it was going to be this week of just like celebration. Cause I'm all about that. I'm all about celebrating big milestones and everything. And I just was like, so excited because we had just finished BBB and it, it just was a, it was the end of like a big, huge work, you know, load. And we were about to go into another big workload, but I was like, no, I'm going to go take that week and and relax and hang out. And Steph and I had made plans to meet up with people and have dinners. I had so many great reservations made at some of the best restaurants, like my favorite places. And and I got there, went to dinner the first night, came home sick as a dog. Like my brother, the closest thing I have to a living sibling, lives in New York, Jason. And I didn't even get to see him because – that's how quickly I got sick. And I spent three days in my hotel room just it's sick because I couldn't move. And anyway, moving on. So I came home and was just like, what just happened? You know, like what just happened? Oh my goodness. And I continue to think about the book. And I was in a pla also in New York I did a little bit of thinking about I had a, a team member who I just wondered if we if I still needed them or not. And the thing about me is I'm really loyal. As long as you're doing your job and your job is there's an investment, like there's a there's a return on the investment that I'm making, uh you're helping the business to make money, then I'm all for it. Like let's do it. Let's keep this relationship going. And I was just in you know, a in a position where I was thinking is that certain position making enough money? To continue paying for that person. Like, is it, is the return on the investment enough? And it was one of those, like, for example, when I first hired my Pinterest manager, she told me up front, you're gonna pay me and you're not gonna see any return on the investment for seven to eight months. And I knew that going into it, and I was willing to make that investment. And for this situation, it was kind of the same thing. Like we may not see it for a while, but I was like, is it, but everything in me, and this is weird. And this is where I have always just gone with my gut. I've always gone with my gut on these types of things.
1: Well, and just, I just wanna say so people understand a little bit of the back end, like you kind of have layers of employees. Like you're not talking about firing like a core employee, you have kind of the core team, and then you have like contracted people. And so this was one, you know, not like the core team of people who are sort of full time with you. It's someone who has other clients um, and you were just figuring out if you still needed their services, like if they were going to pay off long term.
0: Right. This is someone who helps with press. I had been wanting to hire someone to help with with PR and with press for years because it's it's kind of a full time job to Uh, try to get your work featured and to try to get out there. And when you're in the education world and you're selling programs, you need credibility. And sometimes you need instant credibility. And sometimes there's there's nothing that's going to give you more instant credibility when you're selling a course about finances than having, you know, been featured in Forbes magazine, you know. And that's a full-time job to get those kind of features. And so I'd been looking for someone for a few years. And I mean, every single year when I would do my annual planning, I would write down the one role I want to fill is someone to help with PR and with press. And I would interview people. It never felt like the right fit. I hired a couple of people that didn't work out. And I just had a very specific person in mind or, or, or what they would do, you know, in mind. And One day, it was in uh, April of last year, I got the name of someone and I reached out to them and she called me and it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is everything I've been looking for for like three years. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's do it. And then she told me her price and I was like, holy cow. (laughs) Like, I just was like, what? Like, that's, more than i pay myself you know i just was like what in the world but everything inside of me was like no this is who you've been waiting for and something inside of me said this is a risk you have to take and that's the thing about being an entrepreneur and that's the thing about you know success is there's no guarantees but sometimes man like you got to listen to your gut and my gut said nothing about this on paper makes sense nothing. But my gut says to try this out. And so I did. And so we'd been working together, I guess, five months at this point. And I just thought, on paper, this doesn't make sense anymore. Like it doesn't. And it didn't even back then. But there's something in me that is like, no, this person didn't come to you for no reason. So she lives in California. And one of the craziest things is like the first month after we were working together, she called me and she'd always called me from this other number. And, um, this was a different number that came up on my phone and it was a 501 area code and 501 area code is Arkansas. And I thought, who is this? And I knew I was expecting a call from her. So I answered it and it was her. And I was like, what, what are you like? What's this phone number you're calling from? She said, Oh, I'm from Arkansas. And like, what are the chances? You know what I mean? Like no one's. Wrong. <laughs> so yeah. And she like lives in Malibu and she's got this big PR firm and everything. And I thought, what? And to me, that was just another, I guess, kind of sign that was like, no, see, you're supposed to work with her. Like, I know it doesn't make sense, but she's a key part of your next phase or, or this next year. And so I just had been trusting that, uh, you know, for those four or five months and I got back home and even in New York, I was just like, I'm gonna have to have a conversation with her because I just need to be really honest. Cause one of the things that I am with anybody that I work with is just super honest. And I just was like, I'm just going to have to tell her like, this isn't making sense on paper, but for whatever reason, I feel like we're supposed to work together. And like, you've got to help me figure this out or, are we supposed to take a break for a little bit? Like I just was kind of in a place where I just needed to have a really open and honest conversation with her. And so I get back from New York and we had set up a meeting and we talk. And before I could even get anything out, she she had apparently been having her own thoughts. And I didn't know any of this until she told me this this day. And so she calls and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I'm about to kind of go into my whole, here's how I'm feeling and let's figure this out. And before I can even do that, she goes, okay, are you sitting down? And I was like, uh, no, but it can be. And she basically said how she and her team were so impressed with my team. And when I say my team, I mean, Kelly and Rachel and, you know, the people that are the core team that we work, you know, on Zimmerman every single day. And because my team, the core team works with the contractors. So the team is working with like right now as we're recording this, Kelly's meeting with my Pinterest manager, you know what I mean? It's, it's it's our business. It's not mine. So, I mean, Kelly's meeting with our Pinterest manager. It's really our business. And so, and I really do view it that way. I genuinely do. But she says to me, my team is so impressed with your team and every year we choose one person that we've been working with that we want to kind of propel, right? Kind of propel. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. And I just listened and I was like, okay. And she said, uh, she just said kind things like she was just like, and again, these are her words, not mine, but she said, it's there are people out there that have a message that, Aren't engaging and can't deliver it well, and then there are people who are really engaging, but they don't have a message to share. And she was like, "You have that kind of magic combination," which was really kind of her to say. And she said, "We have a, and I can't share this part yet, but we have a a, a speech we want you to give next year, um, in the summer or the fall or something." And I think their goal was summer, and so she said, but the thing is, is it would be really great if you had a book and she didn't even know about the, I'd never talked to her about the book ever. Not once had we mentioned the book. We were just talking about my online courses and, and the podcast and, you know, things like that. Like she helped me get, you know, the beekeepers naturals deal, you know, for the podcast and those kinds of things. We'd never talked about a book. And she said, so, we want you to do this speech and everything she said, but it would be really great if you had a book out, um, so that you could, you know, sell it after the speech. And, um, and I think too, it's when you're an author, it gives you like, you don't make money from a book. Let me just say that right now. Like most people don't make money from a book. It's, it's leverage, like having, having, you know, being an author of a best selling book is it's, it kind of can get you in the door, I guess, sometimes a little easier for some of these press and PR opportunities. And so she was like, have you ever, have you ever thought about a book? Have you ever, and I just was like, (laughs) it it had, it was so all consuming at that point, the book to to me, like, it's all I could think about. And I thought, well, yeah, but it, it doesn't have anything to do with business. And she was like, that's okay. Like, tell me about it. And so I kind of just started sharing it. And, and she just said, okay, Jessica, like, I think that you're supposed to write that. And if you're going to be giving this speech, you know, in May or June or July, your book needs to come out. She gave me two options. She said February or April. And February wasn't going to happen. I mean, this was... This was the I think this was the first week of October when she called and I was like, yeah, well, there's no way that's happening. And so it was going to be April. And she said a lot of things. I'm not going to share everything that she said, but um, but she said, let me know. She said books come out on a Tuesday. Uh, let me know what date you want the book to come out. We had already planned for 2020 to launch Know Your Numbers January 6th to launch um my latest program, a winning website. We were gonna launch it April 7th. Uh, the power of pending was gonna be launched in July and Business Behind the Blooms was gonna be launched in October. So we had already circled the the weeks for 2020 that were going to be the four launch weeks and kind of the pre-launch periods and the post-launch periods for each of these and and we were coordinating the podcast episodes to go with all of them and and that's the thing too the podcast hadn't started yet we were launching the podcast November 4th so we were we were 5 weeks out I, yeah i remember this now she called we were 5 weeks out four or 5 weeks out from launching the podcast so we were kind of like okay we just wrapped BBB now we're full on getting the podcast ready to go. And then after the podcast launched, we were going to get full into the month of November. We were going to do all of our final touches on our Know Your Numbers program because it was the first time we were launching that in January. And so she said, look at your calendar, get back with me, you know, books launch on a Tuesday, yada, yada. And so I get off the phone with her. And first of all, I just cried on the phone with her which is unprofessional but I did because I was so <laughs> overwhelmed with the fact that um I had been so strongly like it was like the book was bubbling over inside of me and I couldn't contain it anymore and here was someone who knew nothing about this book who I had never mentioned this book before to ever and who I um was about to have a conversation saying I want to keep you. I feel in my heart of heart and in my gut that I'm supposed to keep you, but I don't know. I need you to reassure me that this is the right move because on paper, it doesn't make sense. And and here she was, instead of having that conversation, she says to me, we want you to do this speech. You're going to need to have a book out. Do you have any kind of material for a book? And this is what I do. I know how to launch a book. I know how, I know everything. I know how to do the hybrid publishing. I know how to get you in contact with the editors at, at, you know, Harper Collins. I know how to, you know, the distributor to work with. I know, you know, I've got the proof. I I got it all. Like, all you have to do is say, go. And I was like, are you, are you kidding? Because for me, it was always like, I don't know how to publish a book. Like, I have no idea. And, That just to me was this overwhelming feeling of clarity Mm -hmm. of this book is supposed to get out into the world. And here's this person who lives in Malibu, who's originally from Arkansas, who has all these connections, who can get this out. All you have to do is write it. I've said it before, but you can't kill anything with how, because you never know. Like you can, I could, I could have. I could have just always thought, well, I don't know how to get a book out, so I'm just not going to do it. But you can't do that. Like, I just always kept saying to myself, well, one day I'll write it, one day I'll write it. And here was somebody saying, yeah, just write it and I'll take care of the rest. So I get off the call and I immediately go over to my planner and I look and I see, okay, if this is coming out in April, then when... Am- like, what What? What am I going to have to rearrange to make this happen? And so I look and I see that we were going to be launching a winning website the week of uh, starting April 6th. So I just said, OK, we will just launch that with POP, the power pinning, in July, and we will launch the book in April. And I just kind of circled the Tuesday of that week. And so we were going to be doing a winning website April 6th through 10th. So I kind of just circled April 7th and I was like book lunch day. And then I went to the current calendar because it was October. It was like the first week of October. And I thought, okay, how am I going to make this happen? Because one of the things she said on the phone call is the first draft had to be due. I think it was by the very first of November. So after I look at the calendar and I, I circle April 7th, I was just overwhelmed and Brian wasn't home yet. And I just was overwhelmed with this feeling of gratitude and, like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe how this just kind of fell in my lap at the same time that I felt really, really prepared to do this. And I have always believed that success happens when preparation meets opportunity. And sometimes the opportunity isn't going to come along until you are fully prepared. And it was just like, I felt. I had been, I had felt for two weeks fully prepared to write the book. And then here came this opportunity and it was like, oh my gosh, here we go. We're, we're doing it. And I think I was just overwhelmed with that feeling of of gratitude and appreciation for that, of that moment. And I really wanted to kind of soak it in. And so I went outside and I went on a walk and I started thinking about just my whole business journey. And I thought how, when I first started my business, it was January 1st, 2011, which was. Uh, one 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 and then I just started thinking about the book would release in 2020 I thought how old am I gonna be when the book releases and I was like oh I'll be 38 I'll have just turned 38 a few weeks before the book launches and i I, I just saw the number 38 in my head And I've never done this before ever in my life. I've never been like a numbers person where I like about numerology and like adding. I've never done that. But I went three plus eight equals 11. And then right after that, I went, okay, now what was the date that I'm going to launch the book? What was that Tuesday that I circled in the calendar? April 7th, four plus seven equals 11. And I just went one, 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 one and from the moment that I started my business on January 1st, 2011, I just always remember thinking there's something special about those four ones, like there's something important about that or special or or a good omen or some, something, and so it was, again, just kind of this, almost like this, this just, again, reassurance of like, See, you're doing the right thing. You're going in the right direction. This is the way you're supposed to go. And let me just say, there's not very many times in my life that I feel that much peace about a direction, but I think it had to be this way, honestly, with this particular project, because it's such a vulnerable project that I had to have an overwhelming sense of peace, an indescribable sense of peace in order to feel like I could deliver this message well and so then i walk home brian comes home he came home and he said you look like you've seen a ghost like what what's wrong and we ended up going for a drive and i told him about everything and i could i could barely get kind of get it out because i was just like <laughs> and then you know and then she said, it would be and then i circle April seventh and 1 plus 1 I mean it was just like everything I just was kind of feeling like and he just had to stop the car like on the side of the road and he was like patting my back and rubbing my back and he was like this is awesome like I'm so this is great like you've always known that this is story was going to get out and um, that you were going to share it I'm so proud of you and all this and I just was like I mean is 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 this story worth sharing? Like, am I, you know, I just kind of had this moment of like, I just can't believe it. And he said, Jessica, listen to the radio. And he turned up the radio and it was this song. And it said, God's not done writing your story. Like those were the words I heard. And I just was like, basket cake, like just full on tears. Cause it was just like, so obvious that, that's what I needed to do, and so it was just emotional, and it was just uh, but like I said, I think it had to be in order for me to do it. I don't know how I would have felt the energy to do it. It's a hard story. It's not one that you want to go back and relive, and um, there was a lot of uh, like research that kind of had to happen with it. We can maybe go into that kind of stuff next time, like the actual how it got written in six days, but basically i I came home and I thought, well, if it's due to the editor November 1st, then I have to take the last week of October off. That was the only time I had to do it. And so I'm going to have to take the last week of October and, and get it written. And so I was going to, I was going to have six days to write it. So I guess we can talk about that more next time.
1: Yes. So next time we'll talk about those six days and what it looked like to practically just sit down and write this whole story that was 35 years in the making in six days. Um, so I can't wait. I think everyone's going to love listening to that episode because it's kind of mind boggling and not maybe a typical process, but you just make it work when you got to make it work. Um, so I can't wait. And thanks just for sharing um, all about the day that you found out that you're going to be writing this book for real. You're welcome. Thanks
0: for asking. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zimmerman podcast miniseries, Sleeping with a Stranger under the cover. Don't forget, you can get book updates and VIP treatment at sleepingwithastranger.com. The book will be available April 7th in stores and online. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next time.